Hello and welcome back to the very intermittent Tasty Morsels of Critical Care podcast. This is number 53. Usually the topics on here follow the well-trodden path of O's intensive care manual, but we're looking at something today primarily because it really is an ideal question for a fellowship examination. And in this type of scenario, you will be almost guaranteed to find that deranged physiology has already covered it fairly comprehensively and in great detail. So as expected, the deranged physiology post um, forms the bulk of the material for this short audio snippet. So the first thing to consider is how long do you expect your filter to be running for in the first place? This will likely vary between hospitals and it'll vary more significantly between the different types and the brands of filter that you have in use. So a common time to empirically take down the filter seems to be around 72 hours or so and at that point you're at end of life as far as the manufacturer is concerned. All the little microfibers are clogged with all the gunk that your kidneys usually deal with and the filter just isn't going to work that well. Think about it like your vacuum cleaner bag sudden, um, getting full over time and needing a change. And I'm not sure if a clear definition of recurrent clotting of the filter exists, but I would usually consider it to be recurrent clotting when the nurses tell me it is, given that they spend all the time um, running the machines they, as always, typically know best in these situations. Once we know there's a problem, then it's time to start thinking of some potential causes, so we'll run through a few of these. So the first question to ask is, is the anticoagulation being done poorly? And really there can be an awful lot of that type of question. Sometimes it can be as simple as um, not following the citrate or the heparin protocols as you should, and that's a fairly simple just read the instructions type solution. However, particularly when it comes to heparin, the tests that we use to judge the level of anticoagulation are fairly blunt instruments in explaining the intricacies of the finely tuned coagulation system. Heparin resistance might be a problem or any other uh, number of a myriad of causes um, and I have linked to the excellent internet book of critical care posts looking at anticoagulation that I find myself returning to frequently. However, you might even be in the very enviable position of being enlightened and using anti-10A levels to monitor your anticoagulation so maybe you have a better grip of it. Um, given all the issues that there is with heparin, I think the most appropriate answer to the question of how to anticoagulate your uh, filter circuit with heparin um, is to use citrate instead. Second question to ask, is your filter clotting because the flow rates are too poor? Now again, there are a lot of reasons for poor flow rates, the catheter itself often being a major contributor. Um, that being said, most units I've worked in only really have one type of catheter available, so you don't really have that much flexibility with the choice of your actual catheter. You will likely have some different lengths of the same gauge of catheter available, and remember that Prusel's law uh, might get the better of you with the flow being inversely proportional to the length of the catheter. So in other words, the longer the catheter, the worse the flow rates are going to be. But you probably can optimise maybe the position of it. Now, I don't mean to pretend that these are in any way definitively settled issues, but the, the right internal jugular is often favourable due to direct access to the central circulation and you've got minimal impairment with mobilisation. However, it is interesting to note that the shiny ivory tower of the Alfred ICU in Melbourne um, have the femoral vein as their location of choice, with some local observational data supporting extended filter life in that situation. Once you've decided on site, you should consider tip placement and a brief review of a chest x-ray of someone with, for example, a permacath, a tunneled long-term device, will usually show that the tip is actually really in the right atrium. Typically, I was taught that we shouldn't have the tip in the right atrium. Instead, we should be aiming for that right atrial um, SVC junction. And the issue with the RA-SVC junction is that often one of the ports will lie against the wall of the vessel and can obstruct and suck down and cause issues with flow. 
Again, it, hardly defend, definitive here, but there is another small RCT of positioning where they deliberately positioned the tip in the radiate gym, and that would suggest that this is a safe and effective practice, and that is linked to in the show notes. Finally, uh, at least in this entirely non-comprehensive list, um, we often worry about filling or volume status in inverted commas as an issue for flow rates. If the SVC is collapsing even with simple respiration, then pulling off 150 to 250 mils a minute might be a bit of a challenge. Often the judicious fluid bolus can help, and my issue with this is it can be fairly difficult to know if this is a problem without just giving the fluid and seeing what happens. Third question to ask then, is your patient in some kind of prothrombotic state? And the answer here will usually be no, at least not in any more of a prothrombotic state than the usual ICU patients, but worthwhile asking the question, could this be hit? Could this be something weird and wonderful underlying, or is it just COVID like everybody else? Fourth question to ask, is viscosity an issue? So by viscosity, I don't really think they have Waldenstrom's macroglobulinemia, but more likely you're maybe you're not diluting enough pre-filter. Now this should generally be taken care of by whatever protocols exist in your institution, but the pre-filter dilution is likely uh, helpful in reducing recurrent clotting. So overall, fixing the clotting issue is obviously directed at the causes outlined above, but given the difficulty in diagnosing the problem in many of these cases, I find myself addressing multiple different causes and switching anticoagulation and maybe changing lines for a few days until either the patient gets better or the need for CRRT goes away. Honestly, in reality, it's remarkable they let me do this job at all. Um, the references for further reading here is deranged physiology articles, definitely a must-read for this type of question. Um, there's an intensive blog which reflects the practice in the Alfred ICU um, by Dr. Ho, and it's on Mastering the Vascath, it's linked. And then the little randomised trial of different catheter lengths, where they aimed for right atrial placement, um, was by Morgan as first author, and that was in 2012, and that's linked to also in the show notes. Thanks again for listening, and until next time. 